you enjoy reading about true crime, the Murder Trail series explores some of Queensland's most infamous cases, including Who Killed Betty Shanks, Slim Halliday, the Taxi Driver Killer, The Rampage of Killer Cast, and Innocence Lost, The Last Man Hanged in Queensland. Just some of the titles available at jacksim.com.au. I'm Jack Sim. Please support my local publishing business as I explore some of Queensland's dark past. Warning, strong content. This episode of Murder Trails includes references to true crime, murder and homicide and to people who are now deceased. For more information, please read our description. Welcome to Murder Trails, presented by Jack Sim and Crime Tours Australia. Hello everyone, Jack Sim here from Ghost Tours Australia and Crime Tours Australia. Today I'm presenting our brand new podcast called Murder Trails, which is the official podcast for Crime Tours Australia. And joining me today is my dear friend and uh, um, a very well-known man and lover of history, Councillor Paul Tully. Hello, Paul. Hi, Jack. Good to join you. Yeah, we have known each other for 30 or 40 years. Bloody yeah. long time. Yeah, long, long, long time. <laughs> you get, you get less for murder. Less for murder in Queensland. <laughs> That's that old joke. Um, yeah, well, Paul and I have collaborated in the past when we were on 4BC with the crime show that I run on radio there for 12 years. Uh, and Paul's um, been came on my various tours that I've run in the past. And as Ipswich Council has been very supportive of my heritage tourism business over a long time. And um, yeah, I wanted Paul to be part of this new series. Um one of the uh, one of the things that the Murder Trails podcast is intending to do is to not just share the details of historic crimes, but then also the locations of those crimes and a lot of the stories and folklore behind those tales as well. Yeah, it's uh, really important that because you know some of the scenes are not much different from what they were fifty or sixty years ago, but. Uh, you know, just some of the folklore, as you say, some of the information, um, and it's generally correct because, you know, people put that down just to, um, you know, third-party, you know, commentary, but often that's really, really strong and correct. So over the years, and uh, I've seen you in, um, on the scene of uh, lots of crimes and um, also the Ipswich Cemetery, we've been through the tours there and the, uh, uh, the, uh, the memorial to um, one of the Kelly gang, or the supposed... Uh, Kelly gang members in the Ipswich Cemetery. Well, so I think we might do that as an episode. As yeah, that would be a good trials. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sure. so, so we'll take away some of the history from Victoria and Glen Rowan. <laughs> well, I'm, um, for those that don't know, my name is Jack Sim. I'm the uh, owner of Ghost Tours Australia and Crime Tours Australia, and I publish under my own name as well. And uh, my my aim is to share with people these incredible tales of the past. Uh, and and as, as Paul was saying, like look, at, look into some of the, the background of the characters involved and to talk about the locations themselves. Paul, what do you think about um, what do you think about the fascination that people have with true crime these days? Look, I think it's stronger than ever. If you go back to the era of the 50s and 60s, you know in those days the uh, Courier Mail was 
very strong in that. So was the Sunday Truth, the forerunner to the Sunday Sun. Uh, murders were, were rare, um, but not exceptional. But they, a lot of publicity was, was given to them, you know, in, in the newspapers of the day. But I think there's a fascination uh, nowadays. You know, you only have to look at shootings in America and, uh, you know, how much publicity that gets around the world. I think that's a never-ending interest of, of people. It's not a morbid interest, but it's just a, a sad reality of, of life. I, I, these days, it's obviously a very sensitive subject. You know, people, the debate going on in our society about, you know, do, do you talk about these things or do you close them off? And I passionately, all my life since I was a little boy, have very much believed that it's better to be open and talk about these things in the hope that maybe you can work out how to prevent them or correct them or, uh, you know, or help people. It's more important to talk about them, to hide them. I grew up with lovely old people that had been deeply affected by tragedies in the past mm -hmm. and they talked about, you know, they used to say, oh, don't talk about black sheep in the family and you should, you know, bury your skeletons in the cupboard. You know, people didn't want to talk about this stuff and I think it's not very healthy to, you know, to bottle it away. I think it's really important, especially um, to focus as well on the work of, of unsung heroes Quite often in Queensland, where our podcast is based, police have copped a bad rap for a long time. You know, there was a period of time when our police force was terribly corrupt. But despite that, over the whole period of time that we've had a police force in our state, there has been some amazing detectives and detective work and great police that have, despite some of those obstacles, managed to bring justice for families affected by the, the horrible tragedy of homicide. Well, that's true. And uh, the technology of those days was, you know, I guess, generally limited to fingerprints. Um, you know, it didn't have DNA evidence or uh, material that was available. Although some of, the, some of that has been preserved. And I think that interest in the community is important. I remember as a young boy looking at the, you know, family that sometimes drive past Bogger Road. That was a daunting sort of experience when, you know, they'd tell you, the sorts of people who are in there it was a very foreboding sort of place to to go by, but you know some of the murders today are, are now being solved many many years after um, they were committed. Part of that is is in relation to the publicity around it. Someone there's a, a trigger of some memory or something that was said uh, years ago. Sometimes um, that can be uh, fortified by the DNA evidence that the police may have. Uh, been able to keep so yeah I think it's important to keep a lot of these alive so that people who are offenders should know until the day they die they still face the risk of you know serving time in jail yeah it's interesting you say that Paul I've worked for many years with the director of prosecutions office I was not I have no legal qualifications but I worked in administration as a clerk and um, I played a role with my colleagues in overseeing different cases and their listing um, having to work with victims of crime and police at different levels, members of the community. And it is so important that um, one of the things I'd like to achieve through our podcast is to help people understand how the criminal justice system works, that it's an adversarial system. It's based on the idea that the person's innocent until proven guilty. Mm. And then also um, to look at how it's changed, not only in Queensland, but in Australia as well over time. And um, where we where we're relevant, we, I would like to talk about some of those issues. It's it's. It, I often find that with podcasts, 
people don't always understand the nuances of how the system kind of works and and there has been gradual change over time as well just as there's been improvements in investigation and the techniques and the scientific um, evidence that they're um, at police's disposal you know think the system itself has changed and become become different uh, and I, I very passionately believe as well Paul that the anonymity of history should not apply to offenders of bad crimes. Very um, bad crimes in a lot of cases. Very, you know, right. like I'm not saying you know everyone's past should be dredged up, but some of the worst bastards in the history of our country committed their offences in this state, and, and um, you know, and they've been lost. Time has given them sort of the peace of the grave, and in some cases, I think that's absolutely wrong. Mm. You know, like they deserve to remain. You know the bastards they were. And through murder trails, through this series, I'm going to be interviewing former criminals and existing criminals, former police and existing police. I'm going to be interviewing family members related to not only victims, but also to killers. Wow. And uh, I've, we've, got, I've, we've got a really good selection over the next 12 months of really interesting people with personal connections with the criminal justice system, with historic crimes. Uh, one thing Paul might point out to um, to viewers and listeners is that Murder Trails, uh, I have with my both my Murder Trails podcast and with my Crime Tours Australia tours that we run, we've always had an ethical structure, and that is we don't talk about any crime that's within the last twenty five years. I find it pretty reprehensible sometimes with many modern podcasts that are out there on true crime that they air material about modern crimes, it doesn't give the, the families of victims and the families of perpetrators, it doesn't give them enough kind of protection. I mean, they have a right to some, they already usually get covered in modern media, these stories in any case. And uh, our focus is on historic crime, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, and it always has been. And I've certainly respected you, Jack, for doing that, that that's a generation, one generation one gap, generation gap. Um, yeah, between... Uh, uh, those crimes, so that yeah, they're not not yeah, they're hard for a lot of people, the families, as you say, um, and that's good because those historic crimes, a lot of them are, are worse than the uh, some of the crimes of today. But it it brings to the fore um, how bad some people are, and um, you, you know, you said before about um, you know if you're found not guilty, you know, you're either guilty or not guilty, and you and you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, I still like the old Scottish uh, third alternative verdict of not proven. Um, <laughs> not proven. I think sometimes <laughs> juries, and we can talk about this yeah. in the future, juries sometimes would think, oh, I think he's guilty, and but we don't really want to say he's not guilty. That's why the, the Scots have had this uh, um, not proven verdict. <laughs> I can't say it in my Scottish uh, way, but I think that, that might be a way to appease some juries. And they, the issue is, are juries the best way, or with COVID where you've had a lot of judge-only trials, whether or not that's a better way for our uh, judicial and criminal system moving forward. And sometimes people would walk free and they've been found not guilty, but the police know in their heart of hearts that almost certainly they were guilty, but the way that the, the jury considered it and the way the case was presented meant, meant that sometimes bad people walked free. That's the reality. There's a case in Ipswich that I was going to address um, as part of the series later on, um, which is a prime example of that and it actually led to legis legislative changes in our state but 
Well, thanks, Paul, for today. Looking well, forward thanks, to picking, yeah. picking up on our first episode. Absolutely. Um, and we invite both listeners and, and viewers uh, to join us on this journey of murder trails. Presented by Jack Sim, sponsored by crimetoursaustralia.com.au. Look forward to sharing our first story with you soon. Discover Brisbane's criminal history. Join me, Jack Sim, and my team of guides as we explore Queensland's fascinating criminal past. Cases we explore include the Whiskey A Go Go, the Betty Shanks murder, and the Vampire Killer. We have a range of different crime walks and coach tours. To book a tour, brisbanecrimetours.com.au or crimetoursaustralia.com.au. Look forward to sharing our dark past with you.